electrician, a trade person's podcast. Chewing the fat on how to master your craft. Speaking with folks who work with their hands and learning from experience. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. Welcome back to the show. Happy to have you here. Uh, had a fun week last week with Lumen Brothers Electric Company. Had a few different uh, one-day projects, back-to-back-to-back, and uh, got to drive a little bit last week, and it's been a while since I've, I've taken a job that's more than like 45 minutes away. Um, but we had a few clients that we've done work for before that uh, we went down the road to see, and I, I kind of, there's something about driving that I do like. Like, I, I wouldn't want to, like, have to sit in traffic for hours and hours every day. But I do like listening to podcasts and, and seeing the sights. Like, when you get up and you drive in the morning, as many of us do, you see the sunrise, and it's really cool. It's a nice way to start your day. And it just so happened that on one of my routes this week, I drove back along the old uh, path that I would take to this shop where I used to work a couple years back before we started our company. And um, it was cool. I like I like when you drive down a road you haven't been down in a little while because you start to reflect. It's hard not to, right? And it helps you to put into perspective how far you've come sometimes. Um, and I think that's a good thing to practice because I feel like we're all our own worst critics. I know I am. And sometimes you just like hold yourself to this impossible final outcome thing. And uh, sometimes you don't look back and take stock in the fact that you've actually gone pretty far so far. So it was kind of a, a good reflection. Um, if you haven't done that in a while, take some time, take a second and stop and be like, all right, might not be exactly where I want to be, but like, look at how far I've come. You know, every every one of you out there, um, you know, you're on, you're on some journey and, and you started somewhere. You made a decision to start somewhere and now you're here. You know, might not be the end or whatever, but yeah, it's a good practice. Just saying, let that st- stick that in your pipe and smoke it to start your Monday off right. But you know, it's due to your community, really. When you're when you're on a journey and you're learning and you're growing and you're moving in a direction, you know, you're not doing that in a vacuum. You're doing that around people. You know, people are showing you things. They're talking to you about. They're teaching you. You're teaching other people. We all just that's that's the nature of the trades. You know, we learn from each other. We learn in a community. And today we're sitting down with J.P. Canfield. He is on the marketing team at Tradehounds, which is a an app. That's uh, a social platform for for people that are just in the trades. You know, just you know, there's a, a large list of trades that they have on their app that you can kind of sign up and follow folks like yourself. Um, and it functions similar to your typical social media app, where you can post photographs and people can comment. And the idea is to encourage conversation around the work that people are doing in the trades. Um, you can post a, a, an image of work that you've done and expect to have someone in the trade uh, comment, you know, critique, whatever the case may be. But the idea behind Tradehounds, from what we understand, is to foster a community where we can all learn and grow together. Um, so we sit down and we talk to JP. I think it's a great app. I think it's a great idea. I love that they're doing this. And we're happy that JP had a little bit of time to sit down with us and talk with us about Trade Hounds and what they're all about. You guys can check them out on Instagram, Trade Hounds, or you can just download the app on your smartphone, the Trade Hounds app. Sign up and get started. All right, y'all. Without further ado, enjoy the conversation. Oh, wow. Yeah, no doubt. So whose room are you in that is covered with so much Boston material in a Portland <laughs> setting? <laughs> That's a good question. That's my 
best friend since I've known since kindergarten, Zach. He was uh, gracious enough to let me use his room today. He works at um, Grand Fur Brewery. Shout out to them. They're opening up next week in Portland, Oregon. And um, he's been busy working at the brewery, getting that all set up. So I'm just hanging out in his room. What about you guys? Where are you at? Just chilling in anybody's room. We're in Frederick, Maryland. Yep. Good old Frederick. At Doug's house. At my house. At Doug's house. I see the ukulele on the back. Yeah, just chilling. Is it a ukulele? Yeah, man. This is actually... Uh, there's a guitar over here. This is like a small travel size uh, Martin guitar that's kind of my go-to for just sitting around and, you know, sometimes yeah. sometimes saying it with words ain't enough. <laughs> sometimes you got to sing it. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, man, I love, I love music. I've been playing I've been playing music for a long time. Is your, do you play guitar too? I see one there. That's your buddies. I am not musically inclined. That is all my buddies. He's got a little travel one down there as well, actually, right. but not me. Not you. Yeah. Not I. So how, how did you get in? How did you get involved with Trade Hounds, man? How did you get started with that company? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys a little backstory on on myself. Is I was in digital marketing for the last six years, living the agency life. So okay. it was it was kind of a grind, just being on an account manager side of things. But the primary account that I worked on uh, at my last job was Stanley Black and Decker. So I was working with DeWalt, Irwin, Lennox, and Craftsman, um, all sub-brands under that Stanley Black & Decker family of brands. And through those conversations with DeWalt, actually, I was kind of looking for other channels just because Facebook and Instagram weren't performing as well as we wanted them to uh, in terms of reaching the right audience. So I I kind of looked at reaching out via some non-traditional channels and through those kind of like research tactics I was going through good old Google on trade hounds and I reached out to our CEO Dave and through those conversations of trying to get DeWalt signed on Dave was like he's Australian he's like hey mate like we'd love to have you come on as a sales rep I'm like all right, I guess I'm going to give this a go and I know uh, we were talking down in in Austin it was kind of just like a time for me to try something new and, and I believed in the company I believed in their mission so I switched over to from digital marketing to, to the sales side of things with trade downs how long ago was that? Uh, I started in August oh wow so <clears throat> it's fresh fresh yep very fresh but I worked with DeWalt for a while yeah no doubt so I've been I've been privy to it but it was it was a nice change it's been fun so with the comp- with so for those people who don't know for anybody out there who doesn't know Trade Hounds as an app uh, or as a place that you can go, can you let the audience know what is Trade Hounds and, and what's you guys' mission? Yeah, that was probably a, a good place for me to start, even though we talked about me. That's that's easy, but Trade Hounds is a, a free app that you can download on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. And essentially what it is, it's a community for professional tradespeople only. Okay, and um, we we do a great job of showcasing uh, you know tr- professional tradespeople uh, in a feed format, and you're able to kind of brag about yourself a little bit and ask for advice. That's that's my favorite part about the community is is the social aspect to it. Yeah, um, and showcasing your craft and asking for advice, especially for the younger apprentice level guys who are in the community. Okay. They'll they'll post their first job and say, "Hey, like, what can I do better?" Okay. And 
the more senior, you know, master level users are going to go in and say, hey, like, there's no bashing, but it's you can do this a little bit better. Okay. So, Traydown is just this professional community that's that's free to download on on both Google and the Apple App Store. So, if you haven't already, go check it out yourself. It's it's a cool app. Yeah, I downloaded it when uh, when we first talked to you in Austin, and um, was just kind of comparing it, you know, in my own mind to the the apps that exist now, where you can go, whether it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's yeah. Facebook, whatever the case may be. And I noticed a few differences in Trade Hounds than those other places. Can you talk about what sets that app apart from just because I know a lot of people might say, "Well, I've already got, I'm already on Instagram. What do I got? I'm going to do another app." So, what sets Trade Hounds apart? Yeah. So when, when you're on Trade Hounds, uh, it, it does look like an Instagram. I might get in trouble for saying that with with my CEO, but it does look like Instagram. But the difference is, it's it's professional content. Yeah. So when you're on Instagram, like. I'm looking at skiing videos. I'm looking at surfing videos. Yeah. When you're looking at Instagram, you might be looking at music videos. When you're on Trade Hounds, you're you're looking for that professional content. Yeah. And you're looking for advice. Okay. Um, the other feature that um, I'm not sure if, if you took a look at was our transparent pay feature, where you can go in and input your pay to say, oh, right. I, you know, I'm a journeyman electrician in Frederick, Maryland. Here's what I'm making in an hourly uh, in terms of wages. And then it's going to give you a range of what other users in the area are making. Hmm. So you can go in and talk to your boss and be like, hey, actually, based on data, I'm getting underpaid and get, get raises. Interesting. Okay. How, what so kind that's of, kind of how we differentiate ourselves. What kind of feedback have you gotten on that element of the app? Has, has it been mostly positive feedback? Yeah, we've got tons of great feedback and, and real user stories where okay. they've gone in and said, you know, because I showed this data to my boss, I, I got a raise of X amount of dollars, which led to Y amount over the year. And it's some of it's like $40,000. It's a big deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is a big deal. <clears throat> are you seeing, are you getting any responses on the business owner side of things where they're like, hey guys, <laughs> knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'd have to talk to my community manager. But <laughs> I, I talked to my buddy who's yeah, our whole thing is we want to bring power to the people. Yeah. And and that's where, you know, we're getting the actual skilled trades people and not management. We understand like yeah. that might not be the best thing that a, a company wants to see, right. but it's the best for the worker. And yeah. um, he the guy I was talking to is like you know, this is good from a poaching perspective too, from a, from a, a management perspective. Is like, I can go and say, "Hey, I'll pay you more for some quality workers," which which also is useful. But his yeah, gut, sure. gut reaction wasn't the best. That's <laughs> hilarious. You, well, you mentioned that there's no bashing when people are talking about uh, criticisms and learning and stuff. How do you guys mitigate that? I mean, how is that? monitored to make sure is that just you, you just hope for a positive culture or is there is there oversight how's that work yeah that's a good question and there's there hasn't been real oversight uh we flagged a couple of users where you can right get on. reported but that has been few and far between it's it's all okay. been self-managed okay. within the community yeah. which is fantastic yeah because nothing makes us happier than seeing 
poor work and letting somebody know. <laughs> Nothing makes an electrician with 20 years of experience happier than being like, oh, look, give me the keyboard right yeah, now. Yeah, I, you know, Doug, Doug knows that one of my biggest pet peeves is traditional message boards for this stuff because you go on you want to you know you want to ask a question yeah and the the first answer is maybe somewhat helpful and then it's 25 people chiming in <laughs> to just like you know trash somebody that's not how i've been doing this 35 yeah. years let I, me tell you what i do i had one guy actually copy and paste a section <laughs> out of the code book like it was some kind of mic drop but it was like six cycles ago and so it's 20 year old information yeah. it's just like you know they're just they're painful yeah yeah, we, we haven't yeah. seen too much of that. It's been like, hey, yeah. this is really good, but cool. here's where you can improve. And we're working right now on a blog. Again, I don't know if I can tell you guys the stuff, but we're working on a blog right now to kind of compile okay. those resources and encourage those that's conversations. Genius. Like, Essentially, that's that's what we do. We're that platform to I have that, that chat and be able to reach out to someone and be like, hey, I know this is probably not right. And you can take that off like the public board too. It can be a private yeah. message, which is nice. Uh, but what we've seen great, great engagement. I think it's a great yeah. thing to, to attempt to facilitate because on the one hand, it teaches young people to be vulnerable enough in a space where they feel like maybe they, they're supposed to be vulnerable and, and put their work out there to get critique. And it also can be a space where we can work to teach those of us in leadership positions through critique and criticism too that like hey maybe don't call him a fuck <laughs> we, can, we can swear on this I show mean, I didn't yeah. know that I'll, I'll probably bleep it out it's no but it's it's a good thing I think on both ends to encourage that sort of back and forth yeah 100% um, so I guess what did you guys think sure. you, you've been in it so, you know we talked so the things, saw, weeks, you know, the things I saw, the things I saw that I liked, that I thought set it apart from your standard um, other social media platform apps, was that it's more engaging to specifically the trade, like um, the people in the trades. You, there are when you're scrolling through, you're not just it's not just image after image, but they get that Im- the image get, gets broken up or the image scroll gets broken up with questions. Um, how far along are you in the process? What is it that you're looking for? And then I, right away when you jump into the app, there are these um, – you guys do a lot of giveaways. So you're you're encouraging people to post content through – I saw the one today. It was the best tip. Give us your best tip and trick, best trick of the trade that you know, and get entered to win a you know, $500 DeWalt, DeWalt prize pack. And I think that's, a gr- that's the thing that you won't get. I mean you might get that from a, a company – through Instagram or for, you know, like a team like us yeah, that doing a giveaway or something. But, yeah. um, to have a platform where I think that, that, I think it's cool what you guys are doing because it's important. It's important for us to all, all have a space where we can go grow and learn together and get rewarded for it's, it's scary. Look, even Josh and I talk about this all the time. It's like, I, I did a video yesterday. I was doing a simple ceiling fan, uh, replacement in an old house and I time-lapsed the whole thing and it looks really cool. But at the end of it, there's that, sometimes you'll have that slight gap around the upper edge where the canopy meets the ceiling and it's not bad. It's how the fan by the manufacturer is installed based on the bracket. But I didn't like the way that looked so I didn't, I didn't, (laughs) 
I didn't post that video just because of that minor indiscrepancy. And a lot of us are like that, where we're just like, nah, I'm not about to put that out there. I'm going to get eaten alive. But yeah. okay, there's a little gap up there as a toe, you know what I mean? And, and, and they're right. So there's, we're always kind of, uh, you know, there, there was a person I was working for recently, a friend of ours that I was working for recently. And um, you almost want to have the conversation of like, hey, don't, hey, don't post don't post anything because you just never know what's you almost want to curate that yourself because we know like we were having a conversation with a guy when we were in Nika of uh, Kyle Figueroa, who's a friend and a colleague and Kyle was talking about how like he, he, he was working with um, a couple tool companies down at Nika and they wanted him to do a video. And we talked about this on a previous episode. They wanted him to do a video about a specific tool they were marketing. And he said he couldn't. And they were like, what do you mean you can't? You know, we brought you down here effectively. Like, what you know, and he, he said, look, it's not that easy. Like, I'm in a community of people who watch and respect my work. And if I don't believe in a tool, I can't go out here and say, right. check this tool out because I'm going to get eaten alive. <laughs> so it's, it's cool that you guys are facilitating this, this space where, you know, the idea is that, even if your work's not quite there, the idea is to post it and say, well, what could I do? What would you do? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, did you post it in Trade Hounds? Because I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to start posting things to Trade Hounds once. Uh, see see what the reaction is. Yeah, I mean. Perfect video. I, I've been doing this 17 years, and I, I still I still hesitate to post things. Um, just, I, I think it's tricky because there's, there's the uh, – the intent to learn from somebody, but I feel like most people traditionally posting things, it's because they're not looking to learn something. It's because they're proud of what they did. Right. And so they're not usually that open to the learning. Right. Um, they don't want the criticism. Yeah, right. So it's, it's cool because it's a completely different yeah. uh, mentality of posting. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you can, you can have that level of pride, but also wanting yeah. to learn. Like, I'm sure, you know, you've been in this for 17 years, but, like, there's still new things happening all the time where you're like, Dude, oh, every I every know that. Every day. Every day. But I think that's just, just being, being human. human. That's every day. And I feel like, you know, if you, if, you keep, if you keep getting yourself out there and try, you know, moving in new directions, taking on projects you've never done before, it's all about learning. It's yeah. all about learning. And I, I would even say right. for somebody like Josh, who's 17 years in, it's, it's almost more... I, I would feel more comfortable as a first year apprentice posting something because you're the new guy. You're the new guy, and if you don't, if you didn't get it right, well, then okay. I, right. What do you expect from me? Yeah. But if you've been doing it 17 years, yeah. Talking talking to my wife about her work, she reached a point. She was like three years in, and she's yeah. like, "I was like, well, you know, how's work going?" She's like, "Well, it's it's kind of a bummer because I still feel like I don't. I'm I still feel like I'm the new guy." But the new guy uh, status has worn off on me, and so people don't look at me that way anymore. Right. But yeah, there really is this like grace period. Whew. Yeah. I feel like the new guy every day. I do every day. I mean, since we started the company, since we started being, it's just you two. I'm sure it's just like. But that's the space where you learn the most. That's the space yeah. where you grow the most when you're uncomfortable. If you're walking around, only doing the thing you know how to do over and over. Have you seen the? Uh I think it's a video from, I believe it's a rabbi, and he talks about how we're, we're very similar to lobsters. Yeah. And in the fact where, 
they need to. I used to be a lobsterman, so this tie this ties home to me as well. But I thought that um, mustache looked. That must, I thought your mustache looked like it had some sort of lobster background. You hear from both. <laughs> yeah, salty crew, man. You know it. <laughs> he talks about he talks about um, how lobsters need to shed their shell to be able mm-hmm. to grow, and that's when they're most vulnerable, yeah. and that's when. It's like you get out of your comfort zone. That's the only way that you grow. So I, I think that's just a real. Yeah. If you haven't watched the video, watch it. But it's a great analogy to be like, okay, it's scary to go and try yeah. something new, like jumping from marketing to sales or taking on a job that you haven't already. But like yeah. that's how you learn and get better. And like it's about changing the mindset, really. For sure. I mean, mindset is is so important in every everything you do. That's almost all we freaking talk about too. Is just because you can be good at what you do, you can be great at it, you can be, you can have been doing it for seventeen years. But if you don't wake up in the morning and set your intentions, it can get away from you pretty quick. It's humbling. Yeah, it is humbling. It's life is so humbling all the time. Um, So I think I think that that's mainly when I look at trade hounds. When I look at trade hounds, that's what I see. I see this place where you guys are fostering that community, where where the young learn from the people who've been doing it. Um, and it sounds to me like it's a great opportunity, like I said, for people who've been doing it for a while to have that mentoring. Not not everybody who's been an, an electrician or a tradesperson for tw- for twenty years. I've met I've met quite a few, and I know you have too. Twenty year apprentices that. They just never went through the process of like getting their licenses or whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know that a lot of them get the opportunities to reach across the table and be a mentor and say and offer suggestions. Well, maybe try this. And um, creating a platform where they have that opportunity is pretty cool too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I think it goes back to our guiding principle, like when we're going through product development or kind of roadmaps and plans for like the future of trade hounds. The guiding principle is like, how do we help the hounds is essentially what we look for. Okay. Because if it's not helping them, at the end of the day, it's it's not worth it for our community. What sort of things are you guys, can you talk about that kind of stuff? What things are you're, you're thinking about and working on? What's What things you see in the, in, that, in the industry that, you know, with what you've been doing that you might change, might help grow what you're doing? Yeah. So we do a lot of outreach um, from our community manager, Frankie. Um, and, and Rob, they do a great job of reaching out to our community to hear from them. Because again, like we want to make sure that the features in, in the product roadmap answers questions and, and fills needs for the community. So stuff that we're working on right now actually is uh, a map feature, which is something that the, the community has asked for. We're super excited about it um, with different points of interest, and, and that's going to trade. I mean change on, on, on different trades and different users but where we're starting off is supply houses okay and uh, taking it a step further for local supply houses because a lot of the newer users uh, we have I think 81 percent of our users are under the age of 41 okay they might not have these established relationships with the supply houses we want to be able to say hey here's a local supply house that's going to have everything that you need specific to your trade mm-hmm. and then be able to connect the two from there. Okay. So it's kind of a living so map of trade of, of supply houses around the country. 
Exactly. It's still in the very, very early, early stages right now uh, of beta testing. But essentially, you know, we're having users self-report their their favorite supply houses so we can get them connected and then looking to kind of expand into 2023 to go nationwide. But um, from there, you know, there's a bunch of different places that we can go in, in terms of points of interest. Um, we talked about doing like a inter-trade marketplace where it's like, oh, you know, Doug has some wire cutters that he's looking to get rid of. Not who, likely. No way, man. No way. A new person. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> but, but a lot of these people, uh, as they start to exit, you know, the the trades and go into retirement, like there's an opportunity for them to give back to a community. Be like, hey, like I have all these tools yeah. that I, I may no longer need. I'm just trying to keep it like within the community, basically. Sure, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys find that? So that's, that's the thing we're working on right now. Okay. What trade? Uh, what trade do you find is most? This is most geared toward. Do you have one? Is it carpenters? Is it plumbers? Electricians that utilize this more than any other? Yeah, um, we actually have the majority of our users on the community are our electricians. Oh, okay. And that definitely has to do with our partnership with Klein. We've, okay. we've been working with them for um, a year now, so I think that's why we have the majority electricians. Um, but we also see, you know, carpenters, welders, HVAC technicians, um, just general contractors as well. But there's 50 selectable trades yeah. for when you join the community. So you can do commercial right. diver. You can do um, oh, harbors. It gets diver. pretty granular. Huh. Yeah. I, just, I, I wish I'd heard about that whole thing. Wish I'd heard about that whole commercial diver thing before I jumped into this electrical. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> commercial I don't think water and electricity. Go too yeah, well they, they're a bummer. It's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of exterior electrical work, and it's always a bummer. And it, I feel like in that instance, anytime we have a an instance where <laughs> where water and electricity don't don't mix, GFI's trip, whatever the case may be, your your initial feeling is to just say i mean it's it's outside electrical so it's well, just gonna trip the, the problem is really is that they they mix too well mm. that you know water conducts electricity mm-hmm. right they the want they want to be friends but they're just like they're like really bad influences that's on a great other. point yeah water and electricity yeah. get each other in a they, lot just want, of they just want to party they do want to party they want to kill all kinds of people <laughs> <laughs> Water's like, come hang out over here, man. You can zap like 50 of these people at one time. (laughs) Water is effectively trade hounds for electricity. (laughs) It helps spread that message, right? (laughs) So what do you guys, what do you see? Full circle there. That's right, full circle. Where where do you guys see this going? I mean, is this, as you grow, I mean, because I'm completely unfamiliar with this world. So like, you build an app, and within this app, there's all of this interaction going on. Um, what else? What else is there when you're working for a company that's primarily housed inside an app? What else do you guys work on? Yeah, I think um, I'm still learning. To be honest, to go right. back to the the analogy of a lobster, this is my first time in the app space. This is my first time in the startup space. Okay, so it changes day to day. It changes week to week. It changes month to month. Okay. But the primary driver is really just the community. So it's yeah. like, what do you, what do you what do you want? 
what, what's the best way that we can serve you? And like where we start off is, you know, uh, we start off actually with marketplace yeah. and then we realized, you know, there's a, a bigger need for, for maps and points of interest because a lot of these, uh, supply houses aren't on like the big search networks. It's, they're just really hard to find. They're, they're not tech savvy, whatever it is. We can help out with that. And, and it's becoming a pay to play arena. Okay. Coming from my digital marketing background, yeah. you know some of these these big retailers are able to outbid search terms. So when you're looking for supply houses, you're going to get you know the big box stores that that pop up, yeah. and, and it kind of like boxes out the local guys. Mm. Um, so it really, it just comes down to what our community is, and it's something that I'm learning every day. Honestly, yeah. sounds pretty punk rock. It does. It's like subver- you know subversive. You're it's it's. <laughs> It's the uh, and you said that your you know your demos like forty one and under, and um, that's interesting too because that's really our demographic as well when mm-hmm. it comes to the podcast. It's like to, you know that twenty five to thirty five market is is all over it as far as like being able to be tech savvy enough to get into an app, want to pick another one up. Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Well, it's it's awesome that you guys are doing this too because I think for a long time like. This just entire technology standpoint has been overlooked, maybe, in, yeah. in trades. Like, there hasn't been a resource like this in the past. So, like, I love what you guys are doing. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, you. you know, we see it all the time because uh, I feel like typically people get into the trades because they don't like that sort of stuff. Um, they don't like people. I'm kidding. But, you know, there is a level of like, you want to just be in your work and you just want to lose yourself in the project and what you're, you know, you love tools. You love taking things apart and putting them back together. And, and a lot, and a lot of times I think, especially when you talk to the older guys, it's just the technology just, just kind of gums up the work. So they just like, are like, like my dad is an old, uh, trade, trade head and he's a, he works on cars and, uh, he, this guy could take old cars apart and build one beautiful new restored car but he he w- wants to throw his phone in the water every time he doesn't know how to text it's like it's just this there's this cultural divide from the old heads to the new <clears throat> of like i don't you know I, I don't know about you aside, i guess aside from the last company you worked for before we started this company Every other company you work for probably did everything paper-wise, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. And I think what happens is people tend to think, all right, well, guys in the trades are a little old school and they don't like technology. But then that kind of polarizes things, right? So it's like we're trying to make – we're we're on this mission to make culture where it's like it make trade work appealing to people who maybe have looked at it a certain way and thought, ah, it's either too crude for me or, you know, there's no, there's no place for technology in it. It's mm-hmm. like, there needs to be a meshing of old and new school, you know, it's like keep, keep some of the traditions, but also yeah. upgrade it, you know, and uh, yeah, like, keep the hazing, you know what I mean? Keep the hazing in there. 
Uh, you know, some tech, not some, maybe a new app every once in a while. <laughs> you guys working on a new hazing <laughs> app? Haze hounds, haze hounds. <laughs> haze hounds. What, what did you guys have to do for, for your hazing? I'm, I'm really curious now. Oh, okay. That's funny. I mean, there really, for me, there wasn't any hazing, yeah. but what's interesting is what we did for our apprentice, Daniel, uh, was perceived as hazing when in reality it's um, it's hard work, you know. Um, so hazing for most young people when they come into the trades is you're like, it's it's just the hard work. You're like, yeah. oh, I didn't. I had one guy ask me, we were just doing what we normally do, and one weekend he goes, is this what we do every day? And it's like, yeah, this is the job. You know, it's hard work. And so I think, I mean, before I got into electrical, I was working at Starbucks. And um, that's great. They take great care of their employees. Yeah. That's a big big part of their company model. But I was in the air conditioning. I got free drinks. and um, Soft hands. Real soft. And it, real was, soft hands. it was a big shift for me to go into <laughs> swinging a hammer and um, yeah, all that. You know? So there wasn't actually much hazing. But the, the, the guys are – I mean some of them are rough around the edges and um, – they're not there to make friends, and most of them weren't there to train you either. You know, a lot of those old school dudes, they just want to work and be done with it. You know, mm-hmm. they're annoyed that you want to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you can find a guy who wants to teach, you latch on to him. Um, that's, I mean, that's what's great about the, the trades hounds thing is maybe you get someone who isn't in an environment where they want to teach you. This kind of brings that to them. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really important to have that. Like, yeah, are there any other relationship yeah yeah go ahead jp i just gonna say are there any other like resources out there for like learning i guess if you're not on the site and you know you got the grumpy grumpy old guy who doesn't want to help out absolutely i mean look at look at what uh our friend dustin stelzer over at electrician you like look at what dustin's building over there and and um you know if you don't follow uh him or utah Electrician Chad. Chad German, who's now going to be teaching with Dustin, and um, you know Mike Holt, and everything that Mike Holt's team has done to provide those of us in the electrical trade with text material to prepare for exams, to understand theory better. Mike's even got entire textbooks on um, estimating and, and bidding and. You know, if you're running your own company, so there have been a. I would say in the last, starting with Mike Holt, largely. I mean, after we had a conversation with him on this show, and it was really apparent through his story that when he was coming up in the trades, which was 40 years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. what's he 70 now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe even before then. But he just there were just no resources. There wasn't even there weren't even textbooks that were super accessible for you to like really learn it. You really had to learn from somebody, and so. Nowadays, that's very different. Like, you don't have to take the traditional route. You don't have to go to a you know trade school necessarily, depending on what the rules are in your area. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you're looking for a good mentor and you're okay with that virtual back and forth instead of the real hard person to person, check out Electrician U um, because Dustin has a lot of videos that are really, really not just he gets into theory and everything, but he has those real hands-on videos too, where it's like he's explaining conduit bending yeah. and how, when you're troubleshooting what to look for. And th- those are like, those are the things that a good teacher, if you were in the field with a with a master or a journey journeyman that 
had that mentality that they wanted to teach you, those are the things you'd be picking up. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I I would encourage yeah. people to, you don't want them to jump around a bunch, but ideally, if you can find a company, you know, if you're not at one that does support you in that way, you know, you should probably be considering making a jump because yeah. there are, we have a friend who runs an HVAC co- company and um, they're very forward thinking. They're focusing on training and, and schooling. And so it's like there's more and more of those companies out there. And I think by finding them and supporting them, it's like supporting small business. It's like they're more likely to thrive yeah, and yeah. become the norm. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like any market. It's like if you don't, just don't support the stuff that doesn't work. That's right. You know? And I think in a lot of cases, young people don't know. That like if you're working for if you especially if you came up and you feel like I'm gonna jump in the trade and maybe you have that mentality that like I'm gonna I'm gonna get hazed and then you go into it and then that happens you might not realize that there's an alternative just like being in an abusive relationship where you don't know like sometimes you're just like well I didn't realize that that was even happening until you go to another place and you're like oh they actually. <laughs> and they actually they're nice they are they are not just that but they're like supportive and encouraging and they just yeah. instead of telling me everything i did wrong right there they helped me see the things i did wrong but they offered suggestions for doing it doing it better yeah. right yeah well it's it's fantastic here that there are other resources out there i'm just not you know an electrician sure. I'm, a, I'm a sales guy so i, I could I couldn't figure this out if, if you gave me a million years. So sure you could. Major props to you and, and the listeners. Listen, listen. Like, I think Tradehounds does do a good job of like, you know, providing that space yeah. where it's like, hey, like, I'm looking for technical help here. Do you mind like taking right. a look? And, and it's been it's been cool to have like that casual side of it without going through like a textbook mm-hmm. or basically providing someone with like a friendly master mm-hmm. who's going to help them out. Yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like that's, you know, we talk about social media a lot, Josh and I, and, um, you know, there's pros and cons, Mm -hmm. but the biggest takeaway that, and and honestly, the thing that has surprised us more than anything with social media is the positive feedback. Like Mm -hmm. there is a, whether it's trade hounds or it's, you're looking at some other platform there. I've been, I've been blown away with how you can go on there and find people who want you to succeed too. And you, you know, it's not just this competitive yeah. hoarding of hoarding of your technique and ideas. It's like, it's that information's out there. And, and it's, I, I love the idea of sharing a trick that you learned or some way to make some way to make a project easier. Faith in humanity restored. <laughs> you guys are doing it. You're starting with trade hounds, restoring faith in humanity. Yeah. Now we're trying. We're trying. Now if we could just get trade hounds and JP Canfield to run for Congress. <laughs> I don't know, man. With that lobster story, you might. You're a shoe in, dude. <laughs> you just go city to city with the lobster story. That, that, job, that job literally stank. That's right. Did it really? How long did you, did you catch lobsters? I did it for a summer. Uh, I was at college and just needed a job. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. give it a go. And I was a Stearnsman. And uh, we, we pulled full, 400 traps a day. Whoa. The captain would, you know, pull the buoy, bring the traps on, take the lobsters out, put them mm. in their cubby. And then my job was to uh, remove the bait bag with all of the stinking rotting fish, put in new stinking <laughs> rotting fish out of these 50-gallon yeah. drums that we left sitting in the sun all day. I'm 
putting my entire body into flavor. Them. Put them in the bait bag, stack them 15 at the back, and then he'd push off uh, the, the first one, and they'd kind of shoot out, which was crazy. And then I'd go and ban the lobsters, and we'd do it all over again. Sounds like fun. See? And in my industry, we call that hazing. <laughs> But really, it's just it's just the job. Exactly. And exactly. You're right, though, Josh. Like that is becoming a thing. Like it's okay. So, and that's something to talk about. Like it is more and more so. The newer the newer generation does kind of like when we brought on our apprentice, and we've talked about this before on the show. One of the first things we had him do when we did a service upgrade was drive an eight an eight foot galvanized ground rod into the earth, and, and we do that. We've got tools that do that. Um, but we did it with, we also do it with a mini sledgehammer and, um, sure. it's just good practice. It keeps you fit, but we do it all the time. And we, you know, you, it's great to have those tools. It's great to use those tools when you have them and, and rely on them. But sometimes what if you're in a situation where you don't have that tool, you got to know you can get it done. And when we first had him do it, we joked with him, like, you probably think this is hazing. And he's like, it's not. It's not hazing, and uh, we. It's because when you're doing that for the first time, you might not realize that the people who are asking you to do it have actually done it a thousand one times. thousand times. Right, and you, you've got that mini sledge in your hand. And you're like, this is bullshit. Like, why? <laughs> why am I? Why don't they do this? And it's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I've done this so many times. Like, we're not doing this to hurt you. Right of passing. So, and, and it, yeah. yeah, and you've got to know it's not just a mental break, or it's not just a physical break. It's a mental break. You got to know, oh, okay, when push comes to shove, I can get that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's a good distinction it's to make too. Like, it's like it's not hazing; it's a rite of passage. Yeah, and and those can those can get mixed yeah, up. That's a t-shirt that. right there. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. funny because my my buddy works for Amtrak, and um, when he first joined at Amtrak. They had them manually, like, doing the, the railroad ties, and they have a machine that does it. But same type of thing. It was like, well, you know, if this machine isn't working, you got to get these done. Like, you got to know how to do this. And he complains, like, oh, my, back was, my back was killing yeah. me, man. It sucked. But it was good to know. Like, you need to know that stuff. It's also, it's also great for um, appreciation and gratitude because, like, you do it the hand, by hand all this time, and then you get the tool, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. this tool's amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's so great. If you start with the tool, you're like, whatever, it's just part of the job. So you almost don't have that appreciation for a hot shower unless you've taken a cold mountain shower. You know, it's like, you know. It's true. Um, the, the amount of things we take for granted technologically-wise, you know, in our industry – it's a big deal. So what tool do you guys appreciate the most then? It's a good question. Um, Heavy hidden questions. That's me. a good one. You know, I mean, I never had to use an old school hand auger drill. Mm. Um, but I have to say, given the fact that I've had a corded or electric drill all the time, I'm still grateful for it because we work in an old town and you see you see the holes that were hand drilled. And you know some 18-year-old guy was getting his rite of passage that day, <laughs> and that was his whole job was to go around the house hand drilling the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's probably my biggest one is is cordless drills. Yeah, cordless drills. I just picked up the uh, – Well, maybe there's an opportunity for you to – Try that hand drill, and then you'd appreciate. It I've got, more. I've got some of my my uh, my wife, her grandfather had a handful of them, and I've got them sitting in my shop. I've thought about it. We should make a video of how hard the life would be 
Yeah, how hard life would be if we didn't have these new tools a little bit of appreciation I'm going to dress up like they would have dressed back then there you go that's right (laughs) yeah I love it yeah drills are probably it I just picked up the that's right that's a great idea what are we thankful for alright that's why I see Mr. Marketing over there. That's why we talk I was to a marketing guy. That's, right. that's what it is. You're coming to Limber Brothers next. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, those drills are good. I just picked up the M18 um, hammer drill, the uh, SDS Plus. And uh, it's just a, it's a masonry penetrating hammer drill. And it's cordless, battery powered. Man, change of life. Yeah. Change of life. A, a child could use it, but, oh. should, but shouldn't. We just talked about it recently with um, our, our buddy, but uh, the Makita drywall saw. Drywall saw. Makita drywall saw. That tool is a game changer. We cut so much drywall doing residential electrical work, and there's a lot of ways to do it, but Makita made this little tool. Yeah. In, it, it's in, amazing. In fact, yeah, I don't even think about it. Like, but in the residential game specifically, any trades out there that have to cut holes in drywall, the Makita drywall cutting tool incredible it's got a little adjustable blade that you can dial into the depth of just your drywall so you're not you're not worried about cutting wires behind the drywall or anything like that Mm -hmm. it's got a vacuum attachment to it so while you're cutting drywall it's sucking the dust out so you're not shooting a plume of dust all over the client's house it's professional it's clean can't can't say enough good things about that tool yep so that's probably Probably the one. That's the one that I have done it the hand way my whole mm-hmm. career, yeah. and now I have a tool to make it easier. Yeah. So but I do want to get back to like this this concept of like because I think it is important to, to stress with young with the people first getting into anything, not just the trade. You have to you have to know any young people out there listening. Listen, when you first start something, you're gonna shovel the shit. It is what it is. Like it's. <laughs> And the people who who are asking you to do that or telling you to do that, they did that too. They're not saying that to you for any reason other than that's the lowest skill level job. And you got and it has to get done. And so it's not personal. I you see a lot of this like, you know, frustrated or like this is bullshit and people that don't make it they start out in the trades and they don't make it more than two weeks because they're like, this is ridiculous. All I'm doing is it's like, look, it gets better, but you have to start where you are. And, and just because you're being asked to do something like diving into old fish guts, it's just because the captain's not going to do that. He, that's, he needs somebody who doesn't have any other skills yet. Yeah. And then you can, well. I'm, it, I'm offended. I, ha- I had skills. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about, you know, your. <laughs> JP being the exception. I'm not talking about your marketing skills. Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> your ability to get on a yes. ship and grab lobsters out of the ocean. Like yeah. somebody's got to dive in that yeah. bucket of fish guts. <laughs> and it's not going to be the captain. And so I just want to say that no. because there is, there, you know, it's like I talked to my, I have a, I have a daughter who's 22. And I don't want to sound like a totally old man, but I will on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but we're always. She always talks about that. She's like, "Oh, you know, they these jobs need to pay people more." Blah, blah, blah. And look, there's that's all debatable. But like, at the same in the same breath, they don't want to get in there and sh- and pull out a bunch of fish guts. And it's like, what do you want me to do? Like, you you want to get paid manager pay without any skills? It, it you have to start where you are, and sometimes it's hard. Yeah. You get through that. 
I think in, in my experience too, it's it's been about attitude. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing. And if you're if you're sitting there after two weeks, like I hate this, I don't want to do this, like, then you're probably not gonna last. But if you're like, man, I appreciate the grind here, and like are verbal about that, a lot of the times the people who are hazing you, that kind of works in the reverse where they're like, all right, well, I, I think they're starting to learn, yeah. they're appreciating, and it, and it, and it works. When you just change your your mind, yeah, I agree. And then you I, guys talk about that a lot. Yeah, I talked. I was talking with uh, our apprentice Daniel last week, and I said, "Have you ever seen you know the Karate Kid, either the original or the remake?" Right? There's this great lesson in there. The whole wax on, wax off thing. It's like here, this whole time he's being trained, and he doesn't realize that what he's being asked to do, which is just you know the the regular daily work, you know the chop wood, carry water, that it's going to translate to what he does later. And I said that there's a prime, that happens a lot in the trades, like with us. I said, I'm going to start having you clean up, clean my truck out. And if you don't have the right attitude, it's going to seem like I'm just essentially getting you to do free work for me, busy work for me, but that's not the case. What you're going to learn, because it took me a long time, I worked for all these different companies and you always clean the trucks out. And the first master that I worked for had me cleaning the truck out in his driveway for hours every day, and it drove me crazy. But then I started to get a little more hands-on. I knew what all the materials were. I knew where they were on the truck. And then later on, when I was running my own van, I already had the management skills and the mindset of cleaning the truck. And it's like I didn't realize in that moment that he was essentially teaching me wax on, wax off. He miyagi like, you. you. Yeah, got me, you got miyagi. Totally, dude. And it's yeah. like so, like the menial, like that that little, the lowest rung job that they ask you to do. It's important in more ways. It, it has to get done, which is yeah. the bare bones. But yeah. also, it translates to where you are later in your career. You know, the captain. You know, if he's got to have you do the fish guts, it's like it's because he knows how long it takes and how many people you need to do it. And it's like so. Doing it, even as you move up the ladder, by starting there, you know everything that goes into it, and it's um, there's a lot to it. It's cool. So I think you made a good point too. Of like, obviously there is an end game to it, but being upfront about that to be like, I'm having you do this so you can do this in the future yeah. is really important to help change that mindset too. Which yeah. I don't think always happens. Yeah. Where you're just like, you're just I think you're right. Me. But if you. Can, I'm doing this for you. This yeah, is why. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's funny how a little bit of communication can make all the difference, right? Instead of just saying, hey, you, get back there and clean, <laughs> clean my truck. Because that can feel like, well, damn, what did I do to this person? Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, I need you to clean this out and here's why. Because yeah. it's going to teach you this and this. Yeah. Um, but you're right, JP. It is, it is also mindset. It is like, I think that if you're going to get yourself into a trade, know that it's not easy. Know, know that it's not you're you're not going to start with the easy stuff. It's going to be lot labor labor heavy, and just know that the people who are asking you to do that did that too. They're they're there where they are because they once upon a time had soft hands too. <laughs> got got tighten those, got toughen them hands up. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think communication is also important, like you said. Do you know who uh, Do you know who Jacko is? Jacko Willink. He wrote a great book. He, he's a Navy SEAL, but he, he's got a podcast now. And he wrote a great book um, called Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership, yeah. And it's basically about taking personal responsibility for stuff and whatnot. And he talks about in managerial roles, one of the most important things you can do, being honest and upfront with your guys, is that 
explain to them what's going on, even in the hard times and the bad times. He yeah. says, because if you don't give them the narrative, they'll make their own. Yeah. And so it's like if you're not explaining to your people why you're training them a certain way or why we're, why we're doing something, they're going to come up with their own theory in their head, which is that you know, you're know you using them or you know, you're know you taking all the money and right. piling it up in your bedroom. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and just swan diving into it like Scrooge Duck. what I do with my money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about Scrooge Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly it's like, you know, um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's yeah. so important to explain to people. Yeah. You know what's going on so it sounds like that's what you guys are doing over there at uh at trade hounds is just developing that platform to have those conversations transparency yeah exactly it sounds like you guys are doing it too we're working on it man it's trying. Uh, yeah trying just learning as we go too and you know we still just like everything we, we're looking to like josh said the jocko willinks and any other leader that we see out there i'm a big fan of this guy named jason wilson who um He's a mentor and a, a martial arts instructor for inner city youth. And his whole take is that, like, you know, it's all about the, the parents' role in the life. It's all about overcoming difficulty. He had this great video recently where it's, it was this awesome video. He showed this flashback three years ago to where he's teaching his son how to, how to throw strikes, how to punch. And he's got his is like punching mitts up and he's got like a GoPro. So you can see the sun and the sun starts to get frustrated and uh, he, he can't get his feet footing right. And he starts to cry. And his Jason Wilson's platform is a lot about crying as man and like being okay with your emotions. He has a book called cry like a man. And he, this video is wonderful because his son starts to get frustrated and he starts to cry. And Jason's like, why are you crying? And he tells him, I can't, I'm not getting it right. And he's like, son, that's why we practice. You know, it's, you, you can't get it right right away. you gotta, you got to go through these times. you got to get frustrated. You gotta, and then it cuts to three years later, and now his son is a preteen, and that kid is lighting those mitts up with all these different combinations. So just three quick years after that frustrated moment where he felt like quitting, and this kid is a new, changed person, and it's all because his dad was there for him to let him feel that talk him through it and say now get back on these pads and throw another punch makes sense yeah yeah man if it was easy everybody would do it that's what we say little girl down the street would do it we always (laughs) josh had a guy josh had a guy used to tell him what i I worked with i I was working on this big project this really cool high-end project and there was this like really quiet uh general carpenter like a cabinet guy there and he never really said much, but one day I I don't normally let frustrations get to me, but it was just getting to me, and I kind of threw my hands down. I was very frustrated, and he just looks at me and goes, "Well, if it was easy, the little girl down the street could do it." And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> so now we we always joke that the little girl down the street is like this like business she's got her own savvy company. like miser who's just like coming after Lumen Brothers, <laughs> little girl down the street electric. <laughs> yeah, look out for it. She is just brutal. That's a good name. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yep. So, well, JP, man, we we really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and talk about trade hounds. We think what you guys are doing over there is is just you know phenomenal, awesome. Yeah. So keep it up. And uh, what what else is there? Anything else we can say to to promote what you guys are doing? No, I was just gonna say thank you so much for having us. Uh, we uh, I'm glad we got to connect down in Austin, and it sounds yeah. like you know we're all in this together. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, go ahead and download the app on the the Google Store and the Apple Store free to download connect with me jp at trade shoot me a message tell me what you like what you don't like we're trying to grow 
um, as a community. So any feedback is really appreciated. So appreciate you guys, and thanks for having me on the show. Thanks so much, JP. Thanks, man. All right, y'all. That was our conversation with JP from Trade Hounds. JP, thank you so much. Uh, Super glad that we connected with you in Austin and that you uh, sat down with us and told us about what you guys are doing over there at Trade Hounds. I think it's a great app. If you guys aren't on the Trade Hounds app, download it now. Uh, just check out the App Store on your smartphone. You you all know how that stuff works. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, that's it. Got more great conversations coming up for you guys. Um, as we're growing as a company, these conversations are just helping us connect the dots. So um, hopefully you guys are getting something from this show as well. Uh, learning so much from these awesome conversations we're having. I'm excited about the ones we've got coming up. I think right now we've got a talk coming up every week for the next two months, which is great. Uh, so I'm really excited to bring um, some of the points of view from some of these awesome people your way. So keep listening. Tell your friends. Hope you guys are digging the show. We'll see you next time.